0: The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday.
1: As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To
2: be at all times armed. Say hello to my new friend! I say that the Second Amendment is in order
3: of importance the first amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all.
2: The right
4: to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, not be infringed. Firearms.
0: From my cold, dead hands.
3: Friday. It's my
5: rifle, There's my gun,
2: this is for my
4: it's for, it's for Firearms Friday. Oh, yeah, Firearms Friday, two a day here on the Michael Duke Show. Good morning, and welcome to the program. Thanks for coming in and joining us. Uh, hey, how are you? Are you ready for a big day? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, me too. I'm uh, I'm ready. <clears throat> this week just uh, flew on by. I mean, what a what a day. What a what a what a weekend. Uh, coming up, and uh, it's good to it's good to be with you. Now, first and foremost, usually on the second Friday of every month, we are joined by Top Shot Chris Chang uh, from uh, California who comes on board to talk with us about some of the latest and greatest. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, he had a last-minute flight. He's going to Hawaii to attend a wedding, and he had a a last-minute flight change. And so, unfortunately, he called me last night and said he wasn't going to be able to make it this morning. Uh, But he is going to be joining us uh, in two weeks. We'll talk to him on the 22nd. So, uh, unfortunately, couldn't... uh, couldn't make that work for him, and I was working on Jacob Selim from Reason, but not able to get him uh, to commit as well. So, hey, that means it's just you and me uh, today, which is fine because we have got a huge amount of uh, 2A news from around the country, different things to talk about, uh, some things I'd like to pontificate on, and, of course— we also have um, the phone lines, which are currently open right now. In fact, I'm going to do Q and A all day. Uh, we're gonna we're we're talking about whatever it is that you want to talk about when it's related to firearms and the Second Amendment and everything else. And if there's somebody who just stumbled across the show today and uh, want you know doesn't <clears throat> is not familiar with it or you're hearing uh you know you you're you're not you're not uh, in the gun culture you're not pro gun uh, maybe you're anti gun maybe you're in the middle maybe you're just kind of ambivalent to guns uh, and you have something or questions that you want to ask this is a safe this is a safe space this is a safe space for you you can call and talk with me and ask questions um you can uh, you can challenge me and i promised not to not to eat you up Promise not to yell and scream and and berate you or beat you down I promise to answer the question to the best of my ability in a kind, calm, gentle, rational manner. That's what we're all about here. I mean, that's really <clears throat> where Firearms Friday came from. Firearms Friday started, uh, dang, 18 years ago, maybe 17, 18 years ago, because I used to talk about gun stuff throughout the week. And uh, sometimes I'd get on a bit of a tear and I just, I, you know, I focus on that and my, my boss, who at the time, ironically enough, he's become a member of the gun culture since then, but ironically at the time was not much of a gun guy. And he's like, you know, do you think you can just like, you know, hold off on all this stuff and maybe just, you know, focus it on one day and and that and then you. I'm sure, okay. And voila, Firearms Friday was born. I, I focused all the stories that came throughout the week into one day, and uh, and and really, what. Firearms Friday is about is demystifying firearms, demystifying the situation. Now, that's that's really what the whole thing is about. Just kind of taking, you know, the misinformation that the media puts out there, uh, some of the buzzwords or discussion points that many of the talking heads talk about and trying to um, educate people on, you know, in a in a straightforward, um, you know, talking to you at your level kind of way about guns and firearms, because, you know, I, and, and, and in a way I know that I'm preaching to the choir here, probably 99% of the listenership on this program who are hearing the sound of my voice or watching out on the internet on YouTube or Twitch or whatever are all, you know, are all probably on board what I'm looking for is to find those people who are, you know, are in the middle, not necessarily anti-gun, uh, not necessarily pro-gun, but really the guys who are in the middle that are just kind of gun curious. I'm gun curious, you know, who aren't either. But, I mean, they, they do see the news coverage and they see the buzzwords and they see all the discussion surrounding this and they're, and they're confused. Or they're just, you know, they're they're, maybe they have questions about some of the things that they've read or seen or been told by friends or coworkers or relatives or the news media or whatever. Uh, because I can guarantee you right now, <clears throat> if you're watching news stories or coverage of various things that are happening around the country from the mainstream news media, even places like, you know, that I'm sure are the last, the bastions you know, uh, uh, Fox News, uh, OAN, World Net Daily. I mean, all the ones that are supposedly on the side of more conservative people. There's still a lot of misinformation that gets baked into those stories. There's still a lot of, I still remember it was the Sutherland Springs shooting uh, in Texas, when a madman went into a church and started shooting up a church and one of the townspeople happened to be passing by in his truck and he heard it and he got his own AR-15 out and he ended up shooting and killing the um, uh, the shooter, wounding him. The shooter drove off and then crashed his car a half mile away because he'd been shot, fatally shot. Uh, I still remember... Uh, you know, one of the Fox News commentators, Greg Jarrett is the guy's name, and who up until this point had been kind of, you know, meh. I mean, I thought, oh, OK, this guy's OK. And he went on some kind of tear about how all it takes to turn an AR-15 into a full machine gun is a little switch or a little button. or It was all total false, totally false. But here he is, a talking head on America's supposedly conservative network, telling people how wrong it was. Uh, And totally laying out false information on on everything. And I was just shocked, shocked that even in what was supposedly the good guys news space, it was and it happens all the time. It happens all the time. Uh, Quite honestly, it's one of the reasons why, you know, I kind of stopped watching most of the mainstream news media for any kind of. I still watch it. I still read the stories for various things from the various outlets, whether it's, you know, MSNBC or Fox News. or. But I always take everything with a grain of salt because I've seen the kind of mis- – I mean, if there's something that I specifically know about, if there's something that I am a kind of a a source expert on and I see the falsehoods and the misinformation going on out there on something that I know something about, it makes me wonder – what are they telling me on all the things that i really don't know something about do i take everything of that everything that they say about those issues as if it's gospel i mean if they can't get if they can't get this right on firearms and guns and you know the mechanical aspects of firearms and what is truth and what is not if they can't get that right can i take anything else that they're saying about any other subject or topic as if it's gospel so that's why we're here. We're here to again to uh demystify the firearm because <clears throat> here's the thing. Ignorance breeds fear. Right? If you don't know a thing, if you don't know anything about a thing, then it you're fearful of it. Now whether that's, you know, you know think about when you were first driving, right? Think about when you first started to learn how to drive. For some of you, you've got to reach way back. But just think about it for a moment. You were scared. You were nervous. You were, you know, petrified that you were going to do something wrong. You were very, you know, you were on pins and needles for days, you know, and months throughout those first, you know, those first few weeks of becoming a new driver you know the learning process the 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 road test with the administrator and everything else you were scared you were you were you were terrified you were nervous and then as time went on now it's second nature now you hop in the car you don't even think about it you drive 50 miles you don't even remember the drive because your brain was on something else right because you demystified it you went through the process you did those things that you know you learned. Yes, I'm 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 <clears throat> I'm I'm skippering a, a four thousand pound weapon, you know, around. But now I don't even think about it because I'm used to it. And that's kind of where we want to get you in regards to firearms. We want you to understand that it's a tool. It's a dangerous tool. Could be a dangerous tool. It has many you know uses that it could be used for. But when you've been taught and you have handled it enough and you have worked your way through it, you will reach that level of of comfort and, um, you know, that you understand. And it will not be a super scary thing anymore. And that's really the whole point of Firearms Friday. Also, of course, we like to talk about all the things that are going on around the country Because there has been a concerted effort in this country since 19—well, it really started in 1934, but it really increased in 1968 with the Gun Control Act. And then again in 1986 with the Firearms Owners Protection Act, this concerted effort to disarm and disqualify many Americans from being able to have the right to keep and bear arms. Uh, initially, it really started back in 1934 when you had a department. This again goes back to the growth of government when you had a department in the United States government that had just lost its mandate and was looking for something to do to stay in power, and that was when the revenuers from the Department of uh, from the Department of Justice, uh, which again the forerunner to the uh, Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms Bureau went from being the revenueers who were going after bootleggers with Prohibition, all of a sudden they lost their mandate. When, when Prohibition ended, they had all these revenue agents out there that were, had been chasing down bootleggers and boozers, and they're like, well, what else do we do? Well, some of the laws that had been passed during Prohibition included laws on firearms that nobody had really tested or pushed on, and they discovered a new calling, and that new calling was... Uh, to go after people for firearms violations. And that led to one of the biggest Supreme Court case failures in the country, which was Miller v. U.S. in 1934, where they upheld the National Firearms Act registry. And uh, the rest is history. I mean, there's a a whole lot of history baked into that whole thing right there, which uh, I'm sure we could talk about if you want to get into that as well. All right. Well, anyway, meanwhile, I want to just that was all to say that the phone lines are open this morning. I'd love to hear from you, and especially if you've just stumbled across the program or you're just a casual listener and you're like, you know, you always say this about gun control. But I have a question because somebody else has said X. Uh, And you are welcome to call in. I will not bite your head off. I will not. You know, talk over you. I will not chat. We'll have a calm, rational, reasonable conversation, and I'll do my best to give you my point of view on it. And you may not be convinced in the end, you may think that I didn't answer that. You know, I mean, we'll do our best to have a conversation because that's what Firearms Friday is all about. Opening that dialogue and chatting. So, feel free to call in 907 433 3150, 907 433 3150. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio. We'll be back with more and your phone calls in just a minute. Happy 2A Day.
3: If you missed the show, you can listen to it on your time with Dukes On Demand. Oh, and it's free. Like America used to be. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com.
4: All right. Well, hello, my friends. How are you on this bright and rainy, whatever, you know, just what, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? Hey, how, what's going on? What's, what's going on? All right. Let me get caught up in the, um, let me get caught up in the chat room here. Oh, Bill's been talking to my mom. Apparently Bill apparently talking to my mom because he says a day without Michael Dukes is a day without sunshine. I'm sure that's how my mom feels. After after she boxes me in the ears, I told you not to. We were talking the other day about raising kids. Uh, I was talking with some friends or something. And somebody's like, yeah, I remember my mom chasing me around with a fly swatter. And I'm like, I have a vivid memory of my mom chasing me around the kitchen with a wooden spoon. Going to whip my butt because I did something. I don't remember what it was, but I was just like, oh, good times. Good times. Oh, man. All right. Um... Good morning, good morning. Good morning. All okay. right. Um All right, Radio Radicals, let's see. Um <laughs> Anthony says he promises to be calm and rational, sure, but this chat room is going to eat you up like a pond full of piranhas. <laughs> Yeah, you guys can be you guys can be a bit vicious. I mean, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm I can see it. Uh, Brian asked about the Liberty Safe thing. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. Just uh, don't don't get uh, don't do it. Um, yeah, uh, let's see. Um, shocking that they know. So the What's shocking is that they know the difference and continue to use the incorrect vernacular intentionally. Ah, uh, Genie was must have been talking about something on the news media that I was discussing, and yeah, it happens all the time. I mean, this whole thing about automatic and semi-automatic—it's like they, it, you know, they intentionally—I they intentionally misuse it. Especially those who have got a got a, a, a an agenda—they use that all the time. All right, uh, ignorance. Breeds fear, feared leads to hate, and hate is the way to the dark side. Yeah, it, that that's the truth. Hate leads to suffering. Um let's go through here. Did you have a firearm and did you have a Liberty Safe? Um Sandy says she remembers Granny on the Beverly Hillbillies talking about the revenueers Yeah, that was the Department of Revenue. Uh that was the that was the Original Revenuers, they're out there. Good morning, Teresa, out there on YouTube from the Emerald Isle of Kodiak. Good morning. Uh, And Brian assures us that the chat room is going to be vicious in a loving and Christian sort of way. Yeah. 31 degrees on Anchor Point. Well, I mean, it's 43 here, but 31 degrees. You guys got frost out there already? Ooh. I ain't right. I was standing out on the porch last night <clears throat> calling the dogs back in. <clears throat> I looked at my wife and I said, There's a bit of a chill in the air. And she said, Shut your mouth. <laughs> I mean, she literally looked at me, gave me the look, and said, Shut your mouth. I'm like, Okay, sorry. Sorry, honey. I'll just stand over here, pretend that winter is not coming. Oh, man. All right. Well, great day today. I'm uh, excited to uh, excited to, to be with you here and to talk about things and um yeah it's just it's, I love it when a week just flashes on by as long as I'm getting my stuff done. If I'm just if it's flashing by and I feel like I'm way behind, all right. But uh, I'm feeling pretty good about this. So, we're going to uh we're going to jump on board here and do do our thing. 39 in North Pole says Jim. Okay, 25 seconds out, ready to jump back into it. Like and share this no matter what platform you're on. Please share it with other people. Please like it and share it. That helps with the algorithms, you know, all the things. Here we go The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. Okay, uh, welcome back to the uh, to the big day. It's Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a two-way nature all day today. Phone lines are open again. Q&A, 907-433-3150. Probably one of the biggest news stories around the country in regards to the Second Amendment and to the gun culture is the news story about a company called... Liberty safes. Uh, you've probably seen the memes already around uh, around on Facebook, um, and and uh, I, I saw it on I think Wednesday. I think it was the first time I saw something about it. I'm like, what's going on? What, what's going on? So here's the here's the rundown. Uh, Liberty gun safes. Last week, an Arkansas man uh, was arrested in connection with the Capitol riots, the January 6th Capitol riots. Uh, He's down in Arkansas. His name was Nathan Earl Hughes. I love how they give him three names, like he's Lee Harvey Oswald or, you know. Anyway, uh, Nathan Hughes, he has four charges pending against him, including a felony count of interfering with police during a civil disorder. There's a whole list of articles on uh, <clears throat> the uh, ArkansasOnline.com and other places, um, but they, uh, they, continue to, uh, they they continue to they uh, they uh, continue to play out there. Uh, there's a whole Twitter feed battle. It's not Twitter anymore. It's X. You know what I mean. Uh, there's a whole Twitter th- report out there of everything that was going on. Uh, including a post from the Hodge Twins, which if you don't know the Hodge Twins, they're a couple of fellas uh, from down south that uh, do, an, they do a lot of funny stuff on the, uh, on the Internet. But they said uh, apparently this uh, Nathan Hughes is a friend of theirs. He said he was raided by the FBI, arrested at gunpoint. His girlfriend, who had just miscarried, was held at gunpoint and put in handcuff. They turned off his security uh, cameras, unplugged his Internet, and flipped his house upside down in a search. Then the feds called the manufacturer of his gun safe Liberty, and got the passcode to get into it. Uh, all for protesting at the Capitol over two and a half years ago. So he's uh, he's about uh, he's about to, to have to face some serious issues with this right now. He's about to jump. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna have a hundred thousand dollar legal bill, no doubt about it. As we go through but the big sto- the big part about this story is that the FBI called the manufacturer of his gun safe, Liberty Safes, and got the passcode. Now, it was many people are acting shocked about this. like what how did what you know why would they first of all, most people are surprised that an electronic keypad from one of the safe manufacturers, regardless of the manufacturer, they were shocked, shocked. I tell you, to learn that there's a secret factory default code. Now, for my gun safes, uh, for a variety of reasons, I would I've never wanted to own or have owned a gun safe that has an electric keypad lock on it. For a variety of reasons, um, you know, failure points is one, EMP is another. And the fact that anything electronic probably has some kind of default backdoor factory reset passcode in it. And who knows if it's unique to each safe or if it's only unique to each model or each manufacturer. You just don't know. But shockingly, many people didn't think about that. They're like, uh, you know, they just don't know. Not that this would have made a difference if if it was a old combination style mechanical lock. More than likely, the manufacturer has that, um, you know, probably has that uh, uh, information for what the original combination was to that safe somewhere in their records. So it's not like, you know, it's going to. But <clears throat> anyway, this is an electronic lock. And many people were shocked to think that the manufacturer would have a backdoor key code on this. Um, it, It shouldn't come as a surprise, but it did to many that Liberty Safes gave out this passcode to the FBI with a simple phone call. Now, Liberty Safes has since disclosed the following statement. On August 30th, 2023, Liberty Safe was contacted by the FBI requesting the access code to the safe of an individual for whom they had a warrant to search their property. Our company's protocol is to provide access codes to law enforcement if a warrant grants them access to a property. After receiving the request, we received proof of the valid warrant, and only then did we provide them with an access code. Liberty Safe had no knowledge of any details surrounding the investigation at the time, We're devoted to protecting the personal property and the Second Amendment rights of our customers and have repeatedly denied requests for access codes without a warrant in the past. We do not give out combinations without proper legal documentation being provided by authorities. We regularly update our policies to ensure both compliance with federal and state law and reasonable consumer privacy protections within the law. First and foremost, Liberty Safes is committed to preserving our customers' rights, and we will remain unwavering in these values. Now... So it's clear that they did their best to follow the law. Um, And, of course, there is a bit of a knee-jerk reaction in this country to try and, I think for many businesses, to try and do the right thing. But also because there's a bit of fear, okay? There's a bit of fear in dealing with the federal government. Especially in an industry that is so closely, re- uh, you know, regulated, like the firearms industry. Now, safes are not necessarily regulated, but that whole there's just that idea that they hold a lot of sway. The government holds a lot of sway in those areas, and of course, there was an understandable amount of backlash against Liberty Safes. Now, let me say this: um, while I'm not happy that they complied. I understand why they did. That they are a legal, lawful company trying to, you know, survive and compete in this marketplace where we're seeing more and more government overreach every day. And, you know, between Operation Choke Point and all these other things that are going on where all these different industries, uh, you know, industry outlets are being squeezed by the federal government from every direction. I can see why they may have been fearful and said, well, we do have a lawful warrant to search the property, and this is included on the property, so we're going to – but the backlash was immediate. Uh, I mean people were – You saw the memes about Liberty Gun Safes being filled with Bud Light, and it was the official cooler of Bud Light and tying it back to, you know, another company that was completely out of touch with what's going on. And people just furious and and calls for a boycott and all these other things. And I'm not saying that those people are wrong. I'm not saying that Liberty Safes was right. I'm saying that I understand where this company was coming from because I imagine – there's almost nothing more terrifying in the world than having to deal with the federal government coming down on your heads. And so when they make a phone call and say, we've got a warrant, we're going to do these things, many many, or most people or businesses would comply. It's very rare that it happens. Of course, the biggest, um, the biggest uh, example of that is when Apple refused to unlock the phones of the uh, was it the San Jose and the Bernardino shooter uh, shooters? They they refused on grounds of privacy that they would not do that. That's unusual to take that kind of stand. But again, it's Apple, one of the largest corporations in the world. They probably felt pretty safe. Get, if you got a smaller manufacturer, they are a bit worried. I cannot blame them in that regard. Um, so. They continued to move out and they continued to do some damage control. Um, after complying with an FBI warrant, this is, uh, this is from the Newsweek. After complying with an FBI warrant and providing access to a safe, popular gun, sale manu- gun safe manufacturer, Liberty Safe, faced backlash from conservatives. In a statement on Wednesday, Liberty Safe said it was asked by the FBI on August 30th for the access code to a safe, supplying it to the Bureau after receiving proof of a warrant. Some conservatives threatened to return or cancel their orders for SACE from the business following the announcement. Charlie Kirk, founder and CEO of Turning Point USA and talk radio host, said in a statement posted to Twitter that Liberty Safe should have done more to fight the warrant. He said, Liberty Safe is an enemy to gun owners. They could have fought the warrant like Apple did. Instead, they buckled and bent over. Your guns are not safe with Liberty Safe. Boycott, ridicule, ruin their company. Now backlash towards the company arrived after a continual push from consumers as they stop shopping at businesses that uh, don't align with their values. Now, the <laughs> this whole second code thing has really got people spun up because I I don't know why people wouldn't think about it. I mean I I understand that I I understood that if I have a gun safe I can understand whether it's mechanical or electronic. I pretty much knew that the original manufacturers probably have some kind of either have the original code or they have a in the case of the electronic ones, they have a backup passcode. Right. That just. Yeah. You know, that that's that makes sense. I'm not shocked by that. Many people were um, Liberty uh, safes. In addition to that original post, they came back with a secondary uh, post on this and uh, a a follow up to their uh, to their uh, original, you know, explanation of what went on. And it said this at Liberty Safe, we're dedicated to safeguarding the rights and privacy of all of our customers. It's a promise that remains deeply personal to our employees and leadership. Our company, one of America's oldest and largest safe manufacturers, was founded in the belief that Americans should have the fundamental right to protect and safeguard their valuables and property. As a courtesy to our customers, Liberty Safe has long adhered to industry standards by maintaining a secure database of factory-set combinations. This practice helps uh, customers regain access to their safe for a wide range of reasons, including loss of the original combination, service requests, and warranty issues. Liberty Safe processes over 4,000 requests of this type annually and provides combinations to safe owners only once they provide clear documentation of their identity and their ownership of the safe. We listen to our customers and update our products and practices in response to their evolving needs. Today, we are announcing a change that empowers our customers with greater control over their information. Effective immediately, existing customers can visit our website and fill out the form to have records of their access codes expunged. In the coming weeks, we will be releasing a feature that gives every new customer this option when registering their safe. This change allows customers to take control of how their information is stored and protected. We understand that many of our customers are willing to assume the responsibility of safeguarding their own combinations. While those who opt out of our data storage process will have limited recourse in the case of a lost combination, we respect their choice and are here to support them in a way that's best for them. We have also revised our policies around cooperation with law enforcement. Going forward, we will require a subpoena that legally compels Liberty Safe to supply access codes, but can only do so if those codes still exist in our system. Our mission is to protect what matters most to our customers, whether that be valuables or privacy. It's our pledge to continue to make excellent products that serve gun owners everywhere. I thought personally this was an excellent response to this whole situation. Now many people are in the chat and in the comments of, you know, it's too late, you you suckers, and you know, all this. but I mean this is a it's a tough deal. I mean this is a this is a great. I think this was a good move, uh, specifically the subpoena thing. If I had been the 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 in charge of that company, I understand there's a lot of fear. They're worried about it. I would not have given in to that first thing of, well, we have a warrant and here's proof of the warrant for the House. I would have said, OK, I understand. I need a subpoena that legally compels me to give it to you. That's the only way for our own protection, our own legal protection, because I think that's, that's the smart move. I would have done that from the very get-go that then you would say we were legally compelled. We didn't just give it to them willy-nilly because they showed up and said, we're the good guys and we're here to help. And here's our piece of paper that the judge says we can have you. would, I would have to say I was legally compelled to do it. So they're making the right moves. Um, I don't have a Liberty safe. I have no f- dog in this fight, but I can understand. I can understand the outrage and I can also understand Liberty's response to this in the beginning and the, rap- the rapidity, here we are, what, eight days later, the rapidity at which they've completely changed their policies to accommodate this new reality. But what do you think? Do, I mean, does, are you outraged? Are you throwing your liberty safe into the sea? Are you never going to buy another thing from them again or something else? I got one line on hold caller, thank you for holding for just a minute you'll be first up when we return we're going to be back in just a moment but what, I mean get get in line here, tell me what your thoughts are I guess I'll get some comments from the chat room as well The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Based Free Thinking Radio
3: Is
0: that? Common sense regularly heard on American radio.
2: Michael. Michael Duke
4: yeah, I mean, I think this—I'm not saying that this thing is overblown, uh, but I think more than anything, I think people were just shocked to figure out that the safe manufacturing companies have a combination to your safe. Which I've known for – I mean, you know, master lock. If you – have you ever taken a master lock that you have that you've lost the combination for or whatever? You know that you can go to a locksmith and you can give it to them. Well, this – now, I haven't done this in 20 years. But 20 years ago, I had – I found a couple master locks that I had had or I'd gotten or trade or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I don't know the combinations to these. And I took it into the locksmith and said, here, I've got these combo locks. And there's serial numbers on the locks. And they were able to get the codes through either through reading it. I don't know how they did it. Anyway, they could get the codes. And I figured out what the locks. Boom, right there. So it's not shocking to me that a company that builds locks or safes keeps a copy of the combination in their files. Like they said, they received 4,000 requests for combinations from owners, customers. It happens all the time. So not shocking. But uh, it's, you know, it's just that I think was the biggest thing is that people were shocked, shocked that these companies kept (laughs) records of the. Of course they do, because in the long term, they're going to try and help their customers. 4,000 requests a year. It just makes sense. Liberty's response also makes sense. The fact that they're now going to give the consumers the option to opt out. Now, remember, if you lose your combination, well, you just ruined your gun safe because you're going to have to tap and drill it because nobody has the combination now. Right? Nobody has the back door. Uh, So just keep that in mind. With great power comes great responsibility. If you've, you know... Again, the only thing that I think that Liberty could have done differently is that they could have fallen back on the subpoena route from the very beginning. If I had been in charge, that's probably what I would have done um, and basically said compelled, compelled by the law. All right, let's get this caller's name, figure out who's on the line right now, and we'll get back to them here when we return to the radio in less than three minutes. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
2: Hey,
4: Michael. This is Ron in North Pole. Hello, Ron. You hold the line, my friend. I'll be right back to you. Don't go anywhere. All right, I'm gonna put him put him back on hold because it's always good to talk to Ron. Um, let me go back here and start reading what you guys have been saying. Um, uh, YouTube says the live chat's been moved. What? Um. What? I don't know what's going on here. Um. If I mean am am I crazy for thinking that if I buy a safe that there shouldn't be some secret contra code that can bust my doors open? I mean I guess I mean I again I, I'm not surprised. I mean again I would if I bought something like that, I'd be like Oh, yeah, I know the manufacturer's got the code somewhere. You know, if I bought a safe with a dial combination on it, I know that somewhere in the file in the manufacturing process, they wrote down what the combination is in the master file just in case you needed something like – I mean, no, I guess I – maybe you are crazy for thinking that because I, I'm not shocked at all by the fact that the safe manufacturer has a copy of those records. Just like Masterlock or any other padlock company – has, you know, combinations that they originally set in these things, and they just make a note of it and everything. I mean, that's, you know. um, And 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 Brian, like I said, I think the, Brian's right, but they weren't served a subpoena. That would have been the different thing that I would have done. I wouldn't have just been like they made a call and showed me a warrant and said, give it to me. I'd have been like, oh, that's well and good, and I appreciate that, and I will give you that information once you have served me a subpoena that legally compels me to do so. Uh, Brian uh, Anthony continues to say, but here's the deal. If you make a safe and don't put a cheat code on it, and then the government can't leverage you to open your customers' stuff, it's not that they opened it that bothers me, is it that they had the power to do so at all that bugs me? Right. And I agree. So there's a trade off here. The trade off is you can allow the company that manufactured the safe to keep the backdoor code or the original master code or whatever. Uh, which could bail you out in the eventuality of you losing your code or something else going wrong or doing whatever. The, it, or you can um, either allow them to keep it in case you have a n- need for it later, or you can take the responsibility into your own hands and just go ahead and and purge it from their records, and then you go do what you may. Uh, the feds didn't provide clear documentation to gain access to that safe. Liberty said that they provided them with a copy of the warrant for the search warrant. Now, again, I would have asked for a subpoena, but, you know, again, I I say that they definitely screwed up there. Let's get back to it. Here we go.
3: What the hell is an assault weapon?
4: You know, if we could just figure out how to get all of the murder guns and the attack guns and not keep selling those to people and just sell protection guns, I think that would be great and solve
5: a lot of problems.
3: Does this mean that if we hurt your feelings, you'd consider The Michael Dukes Show Assault Radio? (laughs) Okay, we can live with that. Here's Michael Dukes. All
4: right, welcome back to the program. Nothing but protection guns around here, I guarantee it. A safe full of, not a Liberty safe, a safe full of protection guns. Let's go over to the uh, telephones right now. Ron is in North Pole. He called in before the break. Let's get his take on, well, whatever he wants to talk about this morning. Ron, uh, what's on your mind, brother? Well, just to uh, maybe throw
2: a twig or another log on your fire, uh experience uh having been an affiant uh, for search warrants many years ago uh, those are relatively easy to obtain
4: yeah the, yeah the search warrant the search i'm sorry hold on ron uh yeah you were saying the search warrant itself is relatively it's a low bar in that regard is that what you're saying yeah. uh, very low yeah
2: yes and so uh uh, certain certainly, your uh, recommendation that they respond to a subpoena is which is a much stronger document so yeah, uh, I would think yeah, a subpoena would I think, they, would
4: you, uh, I think they, a subpoena would give you much more much more legal protection, right I mean, as a company, you it's not just about pleasing the customers, it's also about liability. Right. So if I want to legally protect myself, I could cooperate with law enforcement. It's like all the police procedural shows. You show up and and the cop tells the guy behind the counter at the convenience store, we want to see your we want to see your uh, your surveillance video. And the guy's like, sure, it's right in the back. And they're like, no, no, no. Wait a second. I am legally, I know I have to indemnify myself. So I need you to provide me with legal paperwork that compels me by law to do that. Not just, I want to be cooperative. I don't dislike police. I'm just saying to legally protect myself, they are going to have to legally compel me to do something because otherwise I could be opening myself up to many other problems.
2: Well, I, I think that, uh, certainly, uh, you would be open to uh, all kinds of uh, civil action in our litigious society that we have today.
4: Yeah, I would agree with that totally. I mean, I think that, quite honestly, if this guy gets through this whole thing, he may have a civil case against them for releasing the information without being legally compelled. That cooperation could do so. Now, I also think that Liberty, in recognizing their mistake— is doing the right thing. I'm willing to give them a bit of the benefit of the doubt, uh, you know, on this, because, like I said, as a company today, especially dealing even on the fringes of an industry like the firearms industry, any time you're contacted by the federal government, I imagine that that's a pucker-inducing moment, wouldn't you think?
2: Well, yes, and it uh, it seems to me that uh, you know precedents. <laughs> is not precedent until it's happened it's true <laughs>
4: so, hindsight is 2020 and precedent all, is not precedent yeah.
2: exactly so but anyway just just a thought on the matter because uh warrants uh, as they say in the vernacular are a dime a dozen
4: well yeah and, and and on top of that ron this you know the question was whether it was a warrant or if it was a national security letter which is even has an even lower bar than an actual search warrant. There, one of the news stories out there was talking about the proliferation of these national security letters, where things are issued to companies like phone companies or to a safe company or whatever, telling them that they have to comply and they can't tell anyone including the customers that are being, you know, they're having their data or their information or their safe combinations given out. And that was one of the other questions. I mean, we have we've basically reached the point to where it's become very common to have this surveillance society and law enforcement to be able to just be happy to do whatever they want, uh, that they get the rubber stamps on the warrants, that they do the FISA well, things, that they do the security letters, et cetera.
2: Well, it as it was a classic example, I would refer to many years ago. Uh, I think Golden Valley Electric got burned for releasing uh, electrical usage records uh, to law enforcement without uh, benefit of warrant or subpoena. <laughs> and uh, try right. try to get those records now is. Uh, like running through hill and gasoline soaked bloomers.
4: Yeah, exactly. No, they figure out that you know, you get burned one time and they're like, Well, we should never do that again. And I think that's what Liberty is learning here. They were try I think honestly, I think they probably were trying to do the right thing, but they should have Thought about, especially, as you said earlier, the fact that we're such a litigious society, they should have been like, we really want to comply, but we need you to supply us with a subpoena that legally compels us just to protect our own interests. That would have been, I think that would have been the, the smart well, move.
2: Well, again, I say, the per, you know, first time for everything. You <laughs> have a good day, Michael.
4: Thanks, Ron. I appreciate the call. Uh, what do you think? Uh, I mean, do you, are you satisfied with, the response from Liberty Gun Safes on this—I um, mean, I'm acknowledging that they should not have turned over—they should not have turned over the combination with just the warrant uh, provided to them, a copy of the warrant provided to them. I agree, I agree that they did the wrong thing there. Uh, I'm not – though I'm not crying to the heavens that they've now thrown every Second Amendment supporter under the bus. They obviously, again, have reacted and I think reacted in a good way by basically saying – giving you the option to opt out of their master master database to have your combination removed from all their records so that nobody but you knows the combination, (laughs) which for good or for bad – but also to say that they will no longer comply that they with search warrants or, or requests from the law enforcement that they must – they would say they would require that they must be subpoenaed and compelled by law to do so. Um, so would you, in light of that, if you were consi- – I mean, would you still use them as a gun safe manufacturer? Would you still buy? And to me, I would say yes, I would. If I was looking to get another gun safe and Liberty had the features or the things that I needed, I'd still look at him. I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna immediately jump on the bandwagon of you know it it just feels too much like the pitchforks and torches and the villagers you know stringing up the out of town guests because he looks a little different kind of thing. I understand mistakes happen. things are made. they rectified it. they didn't they didn't hide behind anything else. they came out and said we screwed up, we did it. I would still look at a Liberty safe. Um, I think that this should be fair warning, though, to any other business or manufacturer that has to deal with this kind of stuff, um, you know, in these kind of situations. It's like all these businesses that are now being faced over this 80 percent receiver thing and all these other kind of things where they were trying to compel the businesses to provide them with lists of customers. And I'd be like, yeah, uh, no, no. Subpoenas and everything else. And I'd probably even fight the subpoena on those situations because now we're talking about something completely different, people buying a lawful legal product, and now you want to come back and retroactively go after them. That's that's a that's a that's a problem. But you could see the power that the government has in these situations over and over and over again. Gary in the chat room says this is one of the reasons why he purchases his gun safes secondhand he said i do not have a liberty but no trace to me from the manufacturer just like guns buy in private sale and no no track record no no tr- no transaction record for any of it there are many people that do that it makes perfect sense the only people that know the combination are you and the guy who used to own it <laughs> i don't know if that's a problem or not but it could be 907 433 I mean, what do you you think? If you, you know, would you or are you outraged by this? Will you never buy another Liberty Safe again? Or do you understand that this is a little bit more complex than the soundbite moment of, uh, you know, we got the, the one thing and... Is it, is it more complex than that? And do you think Liberty's response was adequate to, um, you know, to, uh, uh, to, to keep your business, I guess, is what I'm saying. Liberty Safe donated money to Libs, says Robert in the chat room. I Really? I didn't see that. Um, cite your source. Show me where that came from. I, I'm interested to see. If that's the case, then I have questions. If they did donate to progressive or liberal causes, then I have questions. I would probably not want to uh, give my money to a company like that, just on principle, you know? But uh, yeah, it's exactly uh, what we need to talk about. Uh, all right, we're coming up on the break. We got more coming up. Hour two. That was a fast hour, man. Ooh. Ooh, Uh oh, um, Eskimo Libertarian. She's giving birth today. Today's the day. Good luck, my dear. Keep listening. Enjoy it while you're giving birth. We'll see you an hour two dead ahead the Michael Duke Show. Eskimo Libertarian giving birth. Good for you. Good for you. I guess you can have me on in the background and I'll be like, breathe. <laughs> Push. Okay. All right. I'll do it. We hope you guys have a great time today. Enjoy this moment as much as you can. It'll be one of the most amazing moments of your life. So, Nalik, thank you, and uh, thanks for listening. Good luck today. And just remember, Michael is a very good name. I'm just saying that in case you were just wondering. Chris asked the question, I wonder if that guy that provided the safe codes to the government still works there for Liberty's sake. I guarantee you that no guy just showed up, some random guy's like, oh, yeah, I'll give the number. I'm sure that went up the flagpole, okay? I'm sure that that went up the flagpole, and there won't be just some random guy working in some cubicle that, like, you're fired, Jones, for giving out that information. Right? I mean, that's 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 the thing. Um. Jim says it's amazing that people aren't up in arms about a raid two years later on the federally provoked January 6th riots. This whole January 6th thing, um, I, you know, I don't even know what to think about it. To me, it's just – it got so blown out of proportion in so many ways and it has become kind of a witch hunt that and, and I just – I'm just shaking my head. Just shaking my head on it. Um… <laughs> Said Nalik says, sounds like it's safer to have your guns in a boating accident than a Liberty safe. Could not agree more. Also, I think she liked my reaction to reminding her that the name Michael is a strong, proud name. Uh, Jeannie says, what do I think? Liberty was reckless in failing to seek legal counsel before providing the combo. The feds will get sued for violating his civil rights. I would agree with that. Now, do I think it was malicious? Do I think it was collusive? Like they were, you know, um, oh, I'm getting older and sometimes I just forget my words. You know, it's, a, it's a, one of those things. What do they call the collaborationists in Norway when they were? <laughs> Quisling! God dang. Man. I got to do some more Sudoku or something because sometimes I'm like I've got the word on the tip of my tongue and I can't remember it. I mean, were they doing it, you know, in a quizzling way where they were trying to just capitulate and cozy up to the government, or did they just do it? Is it more, you know? That's the question. Jim makes a uh, Jim makes a very valid point. Cars have the same key codes. Not all cars have different keys. It's true. I mean you don't think anything about going to the dealership or the manufacturer to get a new key. if you lose lost all your keys. You don't think anything about that. Why would you be shocked that a safe manufacturer would have the same information? It's uh it's interesting. Um Brian says another libertarian will enter the world today. It is a good day. It is a good day. It's a good day. I'm excited for her. I'm excited for her and her husband. They are lovely people and I am I'm just that first one is always so special. Terrifying and special at the same time. Um if you're playing Sudoku to increase your vocabulary where there's a problem in there. I'm not no, I'm not playing Sudoku for I'm trying to tr- t- Good Lord, my son. I'm trying to exercise my brain, right? That's what I was saying. Playing Sudoku. Crossword puzzles would be for, you know, more vocabulary or uh, context, contextual exercises or something like that. I've discovered lately that I like crossword puzzles, um, some, some of the new ones online especially. Reason Magazine has got a whole series of crossword puzzles that they put out recently from a crossword puzzle Master expert or whatever all libertarian themed crossword puzzles and they are very interesting and I like how they strain my brain a little bit you got to make lot you got to make leaps of logic in anyway I know Sudoku is all about numbers not about words but I was talking trying to talk about how you know get my get my brain together if uh, if she has a baby girl what name would you give. Well, that's a good question. Um, well, I mean, Michelle is the obvious choice for the masculine or feminine form of Michael, but I would have to say, gosh, I don't know. I haven't thought about that in years. I haven't thought about that in years. You could name her Searsha. Cirsia my my uh, middle daughter's middle name is Cirsia almost named it almost made it her first name it's S A I O R S E it's Gaelic for freedom Cirsia there you go Cirsia S A I O R S E yeah um that there you go that's that's the way to do it um those those are hard crosswords said Brian I know it took me about 20 minutes to finish Uh, Well, it took me 35 minutes to finish the first one. By the third one, I was down to about 20 minutes apiece. But, man, they are challenging and they are fun. And sometimes they talk, you know, they talk about things that I have no idea. Like, who's on the Edmonton Oilers? Like, I have no idea who's on the Edmonton Oilers. I don't follow that kind of stuff. Anyway. um, uh, Okay. Her name, name her. If it's a female, get a warrant. Am I being detained? That's my name. Am I being detained? (laughs) Can you imagine making that your middle name? You know, Jane, am I being detained? Oh, sorry. Imagine somebody actually reading that on a driver's license. Some cop going, what? What? Okay. I'm sorry. I just, I find that way too amusing. We <laughs> gotta go with the Michael Duke show.
3: thing back in its holster we haven't gone anywhere i don't understand check out the michael dukes show.com for information on how to get access to the podcast
2: the michael duke
0: show i have two guns one for each of you
1: Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my
5: little
2: friend! I say that the Second Amendment is in order of importance
3: the first amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. Michael Dick The right to keep and bear
4: arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms.
0: From my cold dead hands.
3: Friday.
5: It's my rifle. It's my gun. This
2: for
4: five. It's for fun. Firearms Friday. Firearms Friday. Your chance to sound off on issues of a. Uh, 2 A nature right here on The Michael Duke Show. Welcome back to the program, hour two of the big radio broadcast for today. Normally, on the second Friday of every month, we'd be talking with Top Shot Chris Chang here in this hour. Uh, Unfortunately, I got a phone call from him last night. Uh, He was scheduled to fly out to a uh, wedding in Hawaii, and he had to change his flight. Something went wrong, and he had to change the flight, and so he is actually airborne right now and won't be able to talk with us. Uh, during the program today, but he will be back on the 22nd. And uh, he will be joining us then to talk about all the stuff that's fit to print, including some of the scandals that are going on in California, which we're going to learn more about here in just a bit with some of the news stories that are uh, out there, uh, including this bribery case uh, against the chief of security for Apple. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to be... well, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting, and the ramifications of the Brune case, by the way, also in other towns, including Santa Clara County in California. We're going to talk about that here in just a bit. Uh, but first, I want to let you know that the phone lines are open. And uh, I actually had somebody on hold uh, over the top of the hour during the news, and I didn't get to them to get their name, and they hung up right before we came back on the air. So I apologize, caller, if you were wanting to get on the air to give us your thoughts today. It is open line, open form. Q&A all day, talking about guns and gun rights and everything else. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say about all of the things that are going on around the country. We just finished up talking about the whole Liberty Safe fiasco, and um, why I think it is, while I don't think that liberty made the right play in the very beginning, I also don't think it's the end of the world and that they are the Antichrist, okay? I just I think that they were trying to do their best to comply, That they should have gotten more legal uh, advice on that and they should have demanded a subpoena to legally compel them to do so I also find it very well actually I kind of find it amusing that people are shocked that a safe manufacturer keeps a copy of the combination or has a master combination to the safe that they own. That I don't know why people have become so shocked about that. Just like I said earlier, if uh, you know if you ever lose the keys to your car, you know you can go to Ford or GM or whoever the manufacturer is and say I need a new key for this car, this VIN number, um, why would you be shocked to realize that a safe manufacturer can do the same thing and has done the same thing for years? It should not be shocking at all to you. Um, I think Liberty, uh, although they made the mistake in the beginning, I think they have now responded correctly correctly offering each consumer the ability now to opt out of the database of master combinations and have their names and combos expunged. Again, buyer beware. If you lock yourself out or lose your combination, um, you, you're done because nobody else has it but you. But again, with great, <laughs> with great power comes great responsibility. So feel free to, to, to do that. Uh, but they have also said that they have now made it a policy that anytime they will be approached by law enforcement, a simple warrant will not do it. They require a subpoena to be legally compelled by the courts to uh, give that information or they could go the route of Apple. Again, Apple's got mega deep pockets. Apple basically just they refused the subpoenas because that's what happened. During the San Jose and the Bernadito shootings is that the iPhones that those users had, the FBI was trying to compel Apple to open them and unlock them. And Apple said no. They fought, they fought the subpoenas and they won. I mean I don't know how much it cost them but good for them. Um, anyway, so that was, the con- that was the conversation here this morning uh, that we started out with. And the long and the short of it is again, would I be comfortable buying a Liberty safe – Um, Sure. They'd be in the running if I was in the market for another, you know, for another safe, a new safe. uh, Liberty. Yeah. I think with what they've done now, giving me the option, I would I would be down with it. I mean, it's a safe, people. It's not it's it's not made of carbonite. You know, if the feds really wanted to get into it, they just drill and tap it. It's not like it's you know, this is it's not rocket surgery. Right. It's not Fort Knox. It's not a laser shield around those guns. If they wanted to, they'd call a locksmith out and pay the guy and he would grind through that thing and he'd be into that safe in an hour. Right. So, again, I'm I'm not. Yeah, I'm not not really. um, I'm not really uh, worried about that. Let me just put it that way. Um, Okay, Uh, what are some of the other stories that are coming up and around? Well. Hunter Biden back in the news. Hunter Biden back right now. Of course, the poster boy for political privilege. I mean, this guy has had everything pretty much handed to him on a plate. You know, son of one of the longest sitting U.S. senators and oh, and now president, vice president and president. Um, And everything else, Uh, there's been a lot of allegations surrounding Hunter and, of course, uh, Joe Biden as well. But the one thing that he has almost got away with was gun charges for possessing a firearm while using crack, illicit drugs. But now it looks like he might not. Uh, He's going to face a new federal grand jury indictment relating to his gun charges by the end of the month, according to the Justice Department, in a filing on Wednesday. The filing was in response to uh, August 31st oral order by the court for the Justice Department and Biden lawyers to provide a status update on the case, including any steps that they believe Delaware court needs to take. Lawyers for Biden uh, submitted their own update shortly after that from the district attorney, indicating that the 53 year old man was following conditions of a diversion agreement previously reached with federal prosecutors. That diversion agreement, by the way, was not signed off on. Remember, that was the one that the judge, but they continue on like, oh, it it's in force. They could, oh, it's in force. No, the deal fell apart. That plea agreement and all that stuff, that deal fell apart back in July. Um, So we're going to see if it's, uh, we're going to see what's going to happen. Um, there might be just a slap on the wrist. Uh, And we know, as uh, George Orwell said, some animals are more equal than others. He may or may not eventually fate, but maybe he will. And if that's the case, he may be fighting it, as as his lawyer said earlier, he may be fighting it on a Second Amendment grounds where he still has the right, even though he was a drug user, which is completely antithetical to his father's position, which is delicious, delicious irony delicious irony tastes like freedom i would love to see hunter biden's lawyers argue a second amendment for for hunter biden if he has to face that i think that's amazing all right let's uh, jump over to the phones to see what else you guys have to say 907-433-3150 good morning who's this and where are you calling from
0: morning michael it's bull from fairbanks
4: good morning bull what's on your mind my friend
0: uh, just, just FYI, you got a heck of a feedback on this line. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, there it's going. gone. Yep. What? I just thought I'd call in. I'm just curious how long it's going to take people to realize that this republic is lost. You read the Bill of Rights, you don't have a single right left. And everybody just sits back loving their wealth, looking for that millionaire retirement in their favorite place. Figuring it's all going to be peachy. I'm just curious when people are going to wake up.
4: I, you know, I find it interesting, Bull, that, you know, as we look at where we are today compared to, you know, where we were during the founders and the framers time, you know, we have more restrictions and more laws and more taxes on us than they ever did. And I always find it interesting to see that we have become complacent in a lot of those ways. That only when something really egregious happens do we get outraged. Um, And yeah, you're right. We are missing a lot of the liberties and freedoms that this country is supposed to have. And a lot of the constitutional rights that we're supposed to have have been abridged. And people have become kind of inured to it. It's the frog in the pot thing.
0: Well, the, the communists have showed their true colors. The summer of 2020, if you followed that closely, They burned cities, they sent their minions out to raise holy hell, and everybody was misdirected by it and didn't pay attention to it while over a 1,000 Democrat lawyers headed up by Mark Elias, Barry Satoro, and and, uh, Eric Holder at the lead filed I forget how many hundred lawsuits in all 50 states to bastardize the election. And do you remember when those riots quit?
4: I don't remember exactly when they quit, but you're going to tell me.
0: you, You check it out. They stopped the day of the election, except for Portland and Seattle, and they've been having BS down there forever. But the rest of the country, they stopped on a dime the day of the election. The communists have proved they will use violence to get their way. And until the average person starts talking to their neighbors and their friends through snail mail, as you call it, and face-to-face stays off the damn computer and starts organizing, this republic is lost. And I think people need to start talking about it. No, you have a good day, Michael.
4: Thanks, Bull. I mean, I appreciate it, and I agree. We, you know, we slowly but surely have become inured to this. I mean, we talked about it earlier, their surveillance state. You know, we're used to the idea that the FBI or the NSA or whoever has access to all of our communications, all of our private information flying out over the Internet or around the world on our cell phones, you know, that people just, you know, they, they become inured to it. And the more more interestingly and more dangerously, I think, a lot of the law enforcement have become used to it where they have this ultimate control to be able to go in and do all these things. I mean, I think that's dangerous. I think that's – our job is here's, – here's my point. Our job is to not make the job of law enforcement easier, right? They would say, well, we need that information to be able to solve these crimes and everything else. That's great. But private personal liberties are more important than the uh, than the conviction rate of your office, than your pursuit of criminals. Private, uh, private uh, uh, information, privacy, constitutional rights are more important. You don't just get to decide to violate constitutional rights because it makes your job easier. It's not our job to make your job easier. Your job. Not that it should be harder, but it should be as hard as it needs to be to continue. You swore an oath to uphold and protect those constitutional rights. And you can't pay lip service in your oath and then blatantly violate the rights because it makes your job easier. So you've got the two things. You've got people uh, out there, the, the general public, who just kind of acquiesce and go along to get along because, you know, that's what they've been conditioned to do. And on the other hand, you have the law enforcement and the people out there who are blatantly violating constitutional rights and then justifying it by saying they have to do it to make their job easier. That's the problem. You know, that that's that's all part of the problem. So bull is not wrong in that regard. Okay, we got to go. Uh, we're going to be back. The phone lines are, are open if you want to sound off. 907 433 3150. 907 433 3150. When we return, we're going to uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about what's going on in California, some of the crazy stuff that's happening there. Uh, and we'll be back. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty based, free thinking radio.
3: running on 100% pure beard power. Oh, also some coffee. We dip our beard in coffee. Ha, <laughs> nice beard. The Michael Duke show. All right,
4: we're in the break right now, ready to go. Um um I'm going back up here to see what you guys were got to talking about. Um. Just, wow, scrolling backwards here. Here we go. Um Pilgrims had to what? <laughs> Pilgrims had to make a lot of shorten people's names because people were giving them seven and more names. Well, okay. I mean, I feel like you're just giving your. If if you do something like that, I feel like you're just giving your child, you know, some choices later on. What's your name? My name's Patrick Michael Connor Duncan uh, Julius uh, Julius James Fillmore Jones the Third. Now you could pick any one of those names to be. You know, what name do you want to go by? I mean, I don't. You know, if people want to do that, um, or you could be like some people one of my one of my friends, his middle name is an initial. just an initial. Z. that's his that's his middle name, his Z. and I want to think I want to say that his brothers and sisters also have single letters for their middle name. <laughs> and by the way, they they made all the kids' names rhyme as well. <laughs> Terry, Kerry, I just, I mean, it's just a whole bunch of different names, all that sounded the same, but they all have a single initial. So, I mean, you could go either way. You could go no middle name or a single initial, or you could go seven names long. Or, like I said, am I being detained is, you know, I mean, I would just, the look on a police officer's eyes when they look at your driver's license and it has that in the middle of your name, I would be like, that, that's just crazy. That's just all – I mean that's just – I would – I'm smiling. I'm smiling. Um, All right. Um, um, It should be a switch on the back door. You should be able to disable it on command. What? Uh, I don't know exactly what Jeannie was talking about there. She's got a – she's got a mat on her – uh, she's got it yeah that's the other thing don't put a mat in front of your door of your house that says welcome because some courts have decided that that's implicit consent to allow people to come in uh, police officers to come in without anything uh genie says she's got a she's got a front doormat that says come back with a warrant <laughs> yeah exactly uh okay Um, we used to trust the FBI 40 years ago. Today's FBI and there being the Democrats attack dogs kind of taints that reputation. I mean, the FBI used to have a spotless reputation, but you've seen it in the last 25 years or so how that slowly changed, um, to where there is more corruption. I mean, the, the FISA court abuse and some of the other things that are going on, it really kind of taints the whole, the whole thing. Um, Uh, Hey, Dukes! Your safes got dumped across crossing the Cook Inlet. Remember, I do vaguely remember that. You imagine how heavy that safe was as I turned over that canoe. It's amazing. Um, uh, Let's see. It's uh, Greg says it's way easier to open one than you think, a gun safe, where I said, you know, they're just going to call a locksmith and it'll be open within an hour. He said it might take two minutes. Yeah, I've never tried to open a gun safe, but I imagine if you gave me an acetylene torch and, uh, you know, and a grinder, I probably could be in it in a, you know, in a couple hours. So a professional who does it all the time probably could get in it in, you know, a handful of minutes. So to me, this wasn't like the big I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, get on the bandwagon and bash our president. What I, sorry, too much Folgers in the morning does that to you. Um, let's see. Uh, we need to build. A- if you're an inept druggie. Goon, whose daddy is president for the Americas, the goofball could burden on the federal post office and not even get detained. I mean, it's true. It looks like this guy has dodged every bullet ever thrown at him, you know, all with the help of dad. That's that's what it's all about. Right. Um. <laughs> uh, OK, Uh, that's it. A demo saw will usually work," says Brian. Don't give me any ideas. All right, here we go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio.
3: What the hell is an assault weapon? Does that mean that if we hurt your feelings, you should consider the Michael Duke Show assault radio? <laughs> okay, we can accept that. Here's Michael Duke's, kind of a d- but somewhat funny.
4: I it, what? I mean, come on, that. Somewhat funny? I like to think of myself as hilarious. (laughs) I'm also a legend in my own mind. So, (laughs) somewhat funny. All right. well welcome back to the program. And thanks for coming in and joining us. Uh, It is 2A Day, Firearms Friday. Where we get a chance to talk about all the different stuff that you want to talk about. Um, Normally, we're in this segment, we're joined by Chris Chang. Top Shot Champion, unfortunately. He had to change his airline flight He's going out to Hawaii for a wedding And uh, he had to change his flight So he's actually in the air right now And uh, we won't be talking to him Until the 22nd of this month So two weeks from today We'll be uh, talking uh, We'll be talking with him uh, So it's just you and me And the phone lines are open It's Q&A all day 907-433-3150 If you'd like to sound off About anything related to guns In the Second Amendment We'd love to hear what you have to say uh, Bruin is the gift that just keeps on giving, right? Uh, again, I think one of the most landmark cases in, in history when it comes to firearms rights and everything else. And, of course, if you've been paying attention to what's going on around the country, you realize that California has had some of the biggest gun scandals uh, in recent memory. Uh, we've seen a lot of the licensing schemes we saw a lot of uh, corruption and bribery in places like Washington DC and in New York where uh, officers and officials have been uh, have been uh, uh, tried and convicted for manipulating the system and bribery and coercion in regards to uh, you know uh, gun licenses and concealed carry permits and things like that but California really has taken the cake there's been county after county that has had this happen none more so than Santa Clara County um the longtime sheriff there Lori Smith uh had turned away most of the applicants uh for concealed carry pyramids for years um unless of course they offered up bribes to her and her top deputies now that sheriff has um she has uh, um uh resigned ahead of all that uh, uh all that stuff but man there is some damning testimony damning testimony On What took place uh, during her tenure uh, with with this situation. So she has resigned and uh, a new uh, sheriff has taken her place. Uh, Then, of course, the Supreme Court struck down the uh, the may issue permitting system to make it a shell issue. And since then. Uh, they've been tracking what's been going on in the county with a lot of the permits, and there hasn't been a lot of movements. Second Amendment attorney Costas Moros reported earlier this month that the new sheriff um, has approved about three dozen applications, but there are nearly 900 more in the pipeline that need to be taken care of. So they're really not speeding up the process much, but Bruin is definitely helping with that. Well, then you had something else on top of that. Um Even though only a handful of Santa Clara County residents have received uh, permits, that hasn't stopped one community in the county from trying to block concealed carry holders from exercising their rights to bear arms. Earlier this year, the Los Gatos City Council approved a sweeping ordinance establishing a whole bunch of new gun-free zones that was set to take place on September 1st, last Friday. But thanks to uh, advocates and the California Rifle Rifle and Pistol Association, those are now on hold. They recently sent a letter to the uh, town saying the concealed carry ordinance uh, infringes on constitutional rights. And specifically, it makes it so that firearms are prohibited to be carried even by those with a permit in town property, public transit and places of worship. Um, The town attorney said the council met in closed session last week and voted to suspend enforcing the ordinance until the litigation against the state is resolved. So you can thank Bruin again for this uh, in that regard. Uh, The good news is that uh, the few concealed carry holders that are in Santa Clara County can continue on unimpeded in Los Gatos for the time being. But I expect to see, you know, more of these kind of things get struck down. Uh, as they move forward, but going back to the uh, the bribery case uh, of what was happening in California uh, is the story of again, Santa Clara County and uh, you know how much that is that has gone on. One of the people that was caught up in this corruption was Apple's chief of security, Thomas Moyer. And I want to talk about that here in a second. But first, let's go to the phones, and uh, we'll see what you guys have to say about this or anything else. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from?
5: Good morning. It's uh, Terry calling from Kodiak.
4: Good morning, Terry. What's on your mind?
5: I was just wondering uh, if uh, anybody—I got in a little late, so I may may be redundant, but I was just wondering— if anybody had talked about the Fourth Amendment, the, the illegal search and seizure amendment,
4: uh, I don't know if anybody's. Wow, you got air, airplanes flying right over your head there. Uh, I don't. We haven't talked about the Fourth Amendment specifically. Was there a case or a news story that you uh, that you 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 were mentioning that I'm something that I missed? <laughs> All right, uh, Terry. I'm gonna. I, I can't take the. I can't hear you over the airplane in the background. So I'm gonna. I've just got you on hold for just a hot second while we see if the plane will just pass over and we can actually hear what you're saying here. Um, let's try that again. Is it? Was there? Yeah, a...
5: I think he finally quit, quit. I think he finally quit circling. <laughs> okay. Um. So I. I would just say.
4: Uh, what story are you talking about, Terry?
5: Our, one of our agencies here. Uh, wanted to do a survey of neighborhoods and they said it was at the behest of a federal agency and the minute I saw, oh, it's at the behest of a federal agency? <laughs> Red flag went up in me and uh, they, they said, uh, if you don't comply, then uh, we may schedule a time to come in, in your house. And So I just uh, went to the meeting and I, looked it up That's fourth amendment um, can't have the illegal searches and seizures <laughs> so uh I, I pointed that out and of course uh, the people at the meeting uh, in charge of the meeting were not happy but i was really glad that uh, you know i spoke out and right uh, did you ever discover others, well, did you
4: ever discover which federal, federal agency did you ever discover which federal agency was pushing for it terry oh, it
5: was, it, yeah, it was uh, it was FEMA the one that uh, did a horrible job on uh, Maui. <laughs> um, I I don't know maybe they've improved their situation there. But last I heard, they, FEMA was uh, kind of a nightmare for people on Maui. Um, All right. Well, well. I
4: pre- appreciate you giving us the heads up on it. I wasn't aware of that. And uh, I'll keep my uh, I'll keep my eyes peeled for that. Thank you, Terry. Appreciate the call. Uh, thanks for calling in. 907-433-3150. Uh, another call here. We're running out of daylight, but let's go over here real quick. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh, hey, good morning. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Uh my name's Stephen. Uh, I'm calling from Solgona
6: and Kenai area and a longtime listener, and appreciate your show.
4: Well, thank you so much. What's on your mind quickly here?
6: Yes, sir. I, man, in regards to uh, California, you know, I, I'm blessed. i I migrated out of that state in two thousand and fifteen for so many reasons. Uh, gun rights being among them, but it got so bad. For firearms in that state that I saw when I lived there, that was one of the reasons I wanted to move to a freer state. But it it just got so ludicrous. Uh, Places I used to go hunting became a non-lead band throughout the whole state. It used to be in the Condor Range, the California Condor, which was a joke. Then they went for a statewide non-lead band And, you know, try getting lead, uh, non-lead for your 308 and 30-odd-six. Then they cut public lands out. Right. Obama. Yeah, no. Completely. uh, One year I showed back up to my area where I hunted and there were signs, no hunting. Right. They had fenced off areas.
4: Yeah, no, it's. A, I, gotta, it I can see California being a big trouble here. Steve, hold the line for a second. Folks, we're out of time. We got to go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. Uh, Steve, I'm sorry. Hold on. I'll let you finish your thought, but I was up against the clock there. I had to go. So let me pull you back off a hold here. And you could say, yeah, I mean, California, those guys, uh, you know, they they definitely are not friendly with any of that stuff. And uh, that's I think it's one of the reasons why people up in the northern more rural areas are so frustrated is because they're trying to live a rural lifestyle, you know, hunting and fishing and everything else. And every time you turn around, the government is there to kind of screw you over.
6: Seriously. And uh, I do have a good friend that still lives there. And he has a concealed permit. He was able to obtain one in Orange County, of all places. And he has to renew it every two years, I think. So he has to go through the hoops every two years to keep his concealed uh, uh, carry permit in Orange County. Pretty pretty ludicrous, but... Um,
4: yeah, that's my thoughts, man. <laughs> All right, Steve. Well, I, I mean, welcome to Alaska, to God's country, and uh, I'm glad you were able to escape yeah. the the People's Republic and and get out of there. Uh, but I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you made it out here. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on board. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome, my friend. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks so much for calling in. Uh, all right, uh, I didn't get to this story on uh, on the Apple uh, chief of security. It's uh, it's it, 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 it's an amazing story and I think maybe I'll save it for uh, next week. but let's just say that uh, the security chief from Apple was trying to uh, outfit the security force there that was the security around Apple itself and the bodyguards for Apple CEO Tim Cook and uh he got caught up in this thing just trying to just trying to take care of his boss and do his job uh ended up getting charged now in a bribery case and uh it uh i mean what a hot hot mess so maybe we'll save this story for next week and we'll come back to it because i think it's interesting and uh i'm glad to hear i'm glad to hear that uh it uh people are getting called out on it What else is out there? John Lott has got a new piece out at Real Clear Politics or Real Clear Investigations talking about how the FBI appears to be cooking the books and pulling out the statistics, pulling off and dismissing the statistics for defensive gun use, Um, how they're not showing and how they're also misrepresenting some of those defensive gun uses and underplaying how much defensive gun use uh, has been um, uh, has been underplayed. And he's got a whole piece on this over there, again, at uh, at Real Clear uh, Investigations, and you should go check it out. Or you can go to Crime Prevention Research, uh, which is crimeresearch.org, if you want to uh, go check that out and uh, and read that latest article as well. Let me go up here to see what else you guys have been talking about. Um uh, all districts meeting the 9th of September for the Mayan Palace conservative candidates running for for assembly and Fairbanks will be speaking okay good uh the Liberty case is about the Fourth Amendment says Jeannie yeah I agree with that um um am I the <laughs> Denise says am I the only one whose ears just perked up with FEMA wanting to take a look down in Kodiak yeah I I I agree. I, I find that a little disturbing. I find that definitely disturbing. Uh, Brian makes the point that, that Oregon, as well as California, wants to criminalize hunting, and that's something that you should be – I mean, you're seeing this more and more in all these different states where they're looking for any excuse or any way that they can to try and crack down on guns, even for what they – oh, we're not coming after your hunting guns – Oh, if you want to keep your guns, you can, you you know, if you want to do that, we're not coming after you hunters with your hunting rifles. We're only going after the evil assault rifles. But we are going to outlaw hunting. So, you know, there there is that. (laughs) I mean, come on, seriously. (laughs) Uh, He goes on to explain the Oregon prohibit the injury or killing of animals initiatives may appear on the ballot in Oregon. As an initiated state statute in November of 2024, it would criminalize the injury or killing of animals, including farming, ranching, hunting, fishing, trapping, pest control, research, or teaching. Wow, the injury! Wow, um, wow. That's all I could say to that. That's a hot. That's a hot mess right there. Uh, yeah, or. You know, it's like Portland is slowly poisoning the rest of the. I mean, I looked at moving to Oregon here about 20 years ago. Terry and I considered briefly I had gotten an offer to go work down there in Oregon on the coast uh, there at Astoria. And so we went down there. We took a look and everything else. Lovely place. But, boy, two hours from Portland, that thing is like a cancer. (laughs) You know, that thing is like a cancer. And you definitely – I mean – yeah, I'm glad I didn't make that choice, that's for sure. All right, uh, we're just a few seconds out. The phone lines are ringing. It's time to go. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-based, Free Thinking Radio, Like and Share, Like and Follow, Willy Waffle, let's do this thing. Here we go. Okay, we are ready. It's the weekend, but before the weekend starts, of course, it means we got to talk to our buddy Willie Waffle for WaffleMovies.com. He's got the full rundown on all the entertainment news and everything else. He joins us uh, this morning to give us uh, give us the deets, the deets, the download. Good morning, my friend. How are you doing? I'm feeling fine. I'm
1: feeling good. I mean, you come on. Things are things are nice. I like working for you. It's not like
4: people who are working for Jimmy Fallon. It's Uh-oh. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, you did, oh I, had yeah, to, I I missed this, this one on you. Okay. I I, okay. I missed it. What what happened with Jimmy Fallon?
1: So Rolling Stone is is running an exposé about how people hate working for Jimmy Fallon, that he, he that, that it's a mean, toxic work environment that you know, it depends on what kind of mood he's in that day, whether or not you're gonna have a good day at work. They're upset at like, you know, they have a different boss like every year that just working at the tonight show is horrendous. and
4: they think he's drunk a lot. <laughs> and got yeah, me, he's obviously a functional alcoholic if that's the case because I mean, he's still he's still <laughs> pulling it off and putting it together. So this broke yesterday morning,
1: and by about 6 p.m. East, Jimmy Fallon had a big Zoom meeting with all the staff and basically said, I'm sorry.
4: Wow. Okay. Well, Yeah. I mean, I guess you can, respect somebody. Wants, yeah. you can respect somebody who owns up to it and says, I <sighs> guess it's true. <sighs> Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, he he just basically said, I want everybody to feel happy here. I want everybody to feel relaxed here. I want everybody to feel like they want to be here. And I'm going to try to help make that
4: happen. All right. Well, I guess good for him. I mean, we'll see what, you know, yeah. that's got to, that's a lot of pressure. I mean, five nights a week, five, you know, I mean, that's a, that, I'm not excusing him, but you could see why somebody may do a little tippler every now and then to try and relieve some of that stress. I can't imagine that that's uh I can't imagine that's the easiest gig in the world.
1: No, it's not an easy gig. Um, And and these are rumors that have been floating around for for several years. I mean, this this didn't like all of a sudden just pop up this week. I mean, I've
4: been hearing these stories for, God, I
1: want to say like seven or eight years, maybe.
4: Yeah, well, we'll see. I guess at least you're not working for Jimmy Fallon. I guess that's the big, that's the big That's right. That's right. You never made me cry in the dressing room. Well, just that one time, but you know, it's all, it's all good. All all right. What else we got here? Uh, I guess. jenna ortega who is one of my favorite new actresses she did the she did the wednesday movie and everything and uh, or the show and and she's she's done some interesting things uh but apparently there's some rumors uh and i i know it's salacious i shouldn't talk about gossip but that she apparently they she's denying completely that she's dating johnny depp of all people now before I get started, they're in a they're in a movie, right? I mean, they're doing a movie together supposedly, or the the rumor is. So, is it? I mean, is this much ado about nothing? This was much ado about
1: nothing, but I just find it hilarious because she denied it in the most vociferous way possible. I mean, the the only thing she didn't say was. Ew. Okay. I mean, right. Like, yeah. So, so this 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 whole story started over the weekend that there, you know, the, one of these gossip sites out there on the internet said, "Hey, you know, Johnny Depp and Jenna Ortega were seen together. Um, it was likely that they were working together on the Beetlejuice movie, the Beetlejuice two movie, and maybe we're talking about that." And this exploded into maybe they're dating. That's right. Jenna Ortega, the twenty year old wonderkind they were trying to say she was dating the 60-year-old drunken fool Johnny Depp. And uh, she basically came out and said, Please stop spreading these lies. Please leave us alone. Please, it's ridiculous. Please, and you couldn't make me
4: laugh more. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, I just see, I could just see that. <laughs> Ooh, man, you know. Ew, Ooh,
1: yeah. Me like... <laughs> and, and you know what? This made this made me think that Johnny Depp's people leaked it to try to make him still look virile and 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 sexy when he is about as far away from that as he has ever been in his entire life.
4: Ow. boy, Willie's got some depth. It's true. Depp hate going on there. All right. <sighs> <laughs> um speaking of old, and I mean old, Rolling, oh, yeah, <laughs> Rolling Stones. These guys have been around since, you know, uh, but they're they're gonna put out a new album. What? That's right. That's right. I think mix 80 this year. Oh. I think Keith's gonna be 80 later this year.
1: And yes, they're putting out not only a new album. But their first album of all new material since 2005. and it is called Hackney Diamonds. Uh, the first single is already out there if you want to hear it, it's called Angry. It has a really cool video with Sydney Sweeney playing the rock vixen in in the in the, uh, in the video. And you know, it really is kind of sad and kind of special all at the same time. Uh, when you when you look now, I mean, really, Mick and Keith are the last original Rolling Stones yeah, left. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but they 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 did say that they recorded some of this when Charlie Watts was alive, the drummer. And on one of the tracks, they were joined by original bass player Bill Wyman. So there is one track that has all four of them together along with Ronnie wood, who who's been with the rolling stones for what, like almost 50 years, but he's not an original member.
4: <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of blows your mind. When you realize the rolling stones is over 50 years old. You know what I mean? You're like, they're what? like 60, some years yeah. or something and uh, more than that. I mean, let, let's, let's think about this. So, you know,
1: uh, you want to say around like 62. Yeah. yeah. So like 60 years yeah 60
4: years they've been rocking and rolling oh my god i mean i i guess i wish i would be that active and creative when i'm 80 years old you know what i mean i guess that's that's all like you know i would love i guess i would love to be that 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 way if i could move like jagger
1: when i'm 80 hell i'll take if i can move like jagger tomorrow i would find that to be a great success (laughs) in my life okay so yeah the the new cd is going to come out in october i want to say it's like mid-october and, uh, and one of the songs will feature Lady
4: Gaga. You show your age. The new CD. Yeah, like anybody. <laughs> using... The new CD. That's true. I mean, you're just true. like, man, dude, you just totally dated yourself. But that's okay. I would have said the new vinyl. Uh, the, new, the new cassette. Uh, yeah. It just
1: doesn't feel natural for me to say, it drops yeah. in mid October. Well, the new album, <laughs> the new
4: album is released, or whatever you know. But yeah, yeah. but you definitely showing your age when you said the new CD will come out. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, we'll have to see how good it is. I mean, I'm sure all the rock stations will be picking it up. It should be interesting to see how well it holds up and how good their creativity is. But good for them. Good for them. Um, this is I got to tell you a movie that my kids loved. My oldest daughter, who's now twenty. Eight, i think 28 um she loved this movie 15 years ago chicken run what it was a heck of a movie it was a lot of fun it was uh, kind it was, of a, it was a great movie yeah wallace and Glo- gromit style claymation you know yep. animation well it was from
1: those guys you yeah know, it was yeah, from it was, that company yeah, yeah
4: and now they're finally 15 years later dropping a sequel Except they're not gonna have Mel Gibson this
1: time around. Oh man. <laughs> Go man. Uh yes. So Chicken Run two will debut in December on Netflix. And uh yeah, I mean it's fifteen years later, and uh and now uh taking over Candy Newton and Zachary Levy are gonna be the main characters from the movie. Now in, in the first movie, they escaped from the farm. Right. And in this movie, they need to break back
4: in to take care of business. <laughs> Great, and it, and Sandy <laughs> Newton I know Zachariah Levy. I mean, it who it, he, Zach Levy. Um, you might remember him from the Shazam movie. Okay, okay, all right. I know who you're yep. talking about now. Okay, so just yep. a name that I didn't recognize. You know, I I just I love I love that movie. I thought it was so fun, uh, and Mel Gibson did such an amazing job. I hope that they can hold up to it. Uh, you know, little reality check for all you kids out there you know chickens don't really live 15 years so this is not necessarily <laughs> realistic but especially you know, when yeah. they're on a
1: farm like that <laughs> i know it's crazy <laughs> uh any any buzz on it anything you're hearing or not? nothing yeah i mean really it's kind of just you know they're kind of like starting to do the publicity for it now okay uh, so you know we're, we're going to start you know seeing trailers and commercials and all that kind of fun stuff once we get a little closer to December, um, but, you know, I, I got to say Netflix is going to, you know, I'm, I, I think Netflix is going to be the place to be in December. Yeah. I mean, not only do they have this, but they have a new Eddie Murphy Christmas movie coming out called Candy Cane Lane, which they're very, very hush hush about, uh, but has a really good cast along with it. And it's got Eddie Murphy. And I'm kind of excited about that, too. Okay. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, I was I was at the movies last night, and uh, and I saw all these trailers for these movies that were originally scheduled to come out in the fall. Now they're all getting pushed to 2024. And I'm thinking Netflix is sliding right in, yeah, just like gonna, they did during
4: COVID. Yep, they're going to win on this. All right, we got a t- real yep. quick here. Again, no new, there's no new ideas. Plus, the writer strike is really wreaking havoc with everything. So now we have NCIS... The twenty seventh version of the show. This time it's NCIS Down Under, right, Sydney? That's right. That's NCIS Sydney. Grill another shrimp on the Barbie,
1: my friends. Yes, CBS because of the strike is rolling out every streaming series they can, and uh, well, this is this is one of them. This was supposed to be a, a this was supposed to be on Paramount Plus Australia, and now because they need material. NCIS Sydney is coming to Paramount plus America and it's coming to CBS Monday 9th in November so now your favorite uh, franchise you'll start to get a feel for what kind of crimes are committed down under
4: <laughs> you just can't you can't make this stuff up man it's just they no you can't it right I mean, like, they they are so and, desperate at this point yes
1: yeah, I mean NBC is rolling out like Canadian they're like buying the rights to Canadian shows so they could put them on the air this fall. Uh, you know, the NBC's already making their, their entire channel. They might as well just call it the the uh, the, the voice channel. I mean right. they're, they're gonna do the voice as many nights as they can. They're gonna have recap shows and behind the scenes shows and everything else. I mean, you know, CBS they, hey, not only are they doing NCIS uh, Sydney, they're bringing in the British version of the TV show Ghosts, which uh, they do the American version right. of. <laughs> which is
4: actually pretty good. The Ghost show, the, br- oh, the, the British version is yes. pretty good as well. So, yeah. Very good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's move over to the streams. We've got about four and a half minutes here. Uh, let's start with my big fat Greek wedding three. <laughs> yeah, God, why? Why? Just why? why? I mean, you know, I mean,
1: Nia Vardalos has like sucked every juice out of this thing she can. Yeah, we had the original My Big Fat Greek Wedding, which was a massive success. It was great, good for her. I loved it. It was the underdog. It was the movie that came out at the right time as America was trying to recover from 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 September 11th, and it just gave us something joyful and fun to watch and go to. And it was one of the most grand success stories you'll ever see. And then there was the TV show that didn't work out. And then there was the sequel from I want to say like 7 years ago. It wasn't as funny. And now we're on to our third our third movie, our second sequel, where now, you know, the, the dad has uh, you know passed away, the actor who played the father in the in the movie's passed away. So she wrote a whole story around it that she's going to fulfill his his lifelong ambition take the family back to Greece uh, to see the friends that he knew back in the day and give them a journal of his American adventures. And, of course, along the way, there will be wackiness and sitcom situations and, and lots of just bland jokes. And it's a bland movie. There's just nothing special about it. There's nothing exciting about it. You know, We know these characters. We've seen these characters. We're
4: done with these characters. I got to say one and a half waffles. Oh, man. You know, you can only milk a cow for so long before it gets a little chapped. You know what I mean? It doesn't really work. And that's what they keep doing with this stuff. It's just, it's so frustrating. Well, again, I never saw the second one. The first one was great. It was brilliant. I've probably seen it once or twice, but uh, definitely not a huge, uh, you know, whatever. Um, Although I am waiting for this one because I just happened to watch the first edition of the nun uh and <laughs> i just watched that here a week or two ago a week and a half ago i guess with terry and now the nun 2 is dropping uh give me the rundown you know, it's not that bad actually uh you know we we've got sister irene is back
1: and uh, you know people who saw the first one know that she saw some stuff okay like you know, she's she's like off in some convent out in the middle of nowhere trying to recover from everything that she saw when they're pulling her back in, yes, the demon is still out there. And it seems to be moving across Europe uh, from east to west. And it's, uh, well, it's killing off priests and nuns and all sorts of people. And she's been told by the, the diocese or the bishop or the, the you know, I think the pope, it's hard to tell who it was. You got to go back in there and stop this thing again. And so she's going to go <laughs> take it on again. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> listen. Listen. This thing ain't about the story, okay? We knew that going in. I mean, this is about this is about a, a team that just wants to make all the scary scenes scary, and it wants to make the scary scenes memorable. And in that sense, they're very successful. Yeah. I mean, you know, listen, there's there's some this one scene. I don't want to give away too much, where she's she is in front of a magazine
4: stand, which I thought was. Brilliant.
1: Yeah. I mean like there's some there's some good
4: visual stuff going on here. Yeah,
1: and that's what you want to see it
4: for. All right, negative one to four waffles. Where are we at? I'm at two waffles. Two waffles. All right. Well we'll we'll talk about that more. Willie Waffle, Wafflemovies.com. Thank you, my friend. As always, a pressure a pleasure to do business with you. We will see you next week. Folks, Monday. We'll see you then. Have a great weekend. Be kind. Love one another. You know, I actually saw the scene you're talking about, the one about the magazine. I don't know if it was in a trailer yes. or a teaser or whatever, but I thought, that is brilliant. I mean, that was a—it it was really well is. done. It was a well done piece of, and I don't know if it was practical or if it was CGI or whatever, but it looked really good. And quite honestly, the first one, watching it, um, again, this is a movie that's not necessarily... It's not like a gore fest. It's just suspenseful. It's 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 you know some jump scares and some. I mean, it is creepy. Uh, And I'm not a huge fan of horror, but I really I did enjoy it. Um, And if it was as good as the first one, then to me, definitely worth the watch.
1: Oh, I think so. And I mean, you know, listen, I, I think that it, it's got a good mystery to it. I mean, you know, what is really going on? What What is the demon trying to accomplish? Uh, you know, then then once that's kind of introduced to the story now, everybody's got a point. Everybody has a focus. And I think it, it brings the story. Uh, I think it brings the story along in a way that it needed very, very badly. Uh, you know, so that's a positive. Um, I think there are some there are like these religious illusions that I find very interesting. I mean, it's not a horrible, horrible movie. And then maybe I was a little rough on it. Maybe it's more of a two and a half. But oh. you know, I, I think I, I think that you know it. I just I think that they could have done more with characters and with story. Other than just have those as these passing by moments. Right. As we as we recover for the next scare, we run out to the bathroom before the next scare
4: comes <laughs> on. Well, I will tell you, without giving any spoilers, the first movie definitely has some foreshadowing at the end. So we kind of know some things. Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how this plays in between the foreshadowing and the first movie. Kind big of time. Yeah. I'm
1: just going to tell you right now, big time. Yeah. Big time. So big that they had to recap some of those scenes from the first movie, in case you didn't see it <laughs> in case you missed
4: it this is what's happening
1: i really liked yeah. her
4: i really liked the 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 male uh, I guess, like, protagonist oh, or the supporting yeah. protagonist i thought he was really good in that movie uh maurice i think or whatever his name was anyway yeah it maurice. was it uh you know i thought it was a good movie so i'm looking forward to it all right next week quickly what do we got that would be a hunting in venice Oh, Poirot is back. Poirot. All right. Well, we'll mm-hmm. we'll check it out with you then. Thanks, my friend, folks. We're gonna go. We'll see you on Monday.